I made um, deviled eggs for the first time. Oh, how was that? Um, they're pretty good, but they're super dumpy. I don't actually know how people do it. What do you mean dumpy? Um, like they don't look good? They look really bad, yeah. Huh? I never piped anything before. Mmm. I don't know how to lay pipe. God damn it, I was going to make that joke, but my mouth is full of pie. It's a deviled eggs. Fuck you. <laughs> that was my joke. <laughs> I was too busy over here laying pie in my mouth. <laughs> too too much too much of a bottom to make deviled eggs right. Ironically, is the worst bottom friendly food. The Dixie Chicks become the astronaut chicks in wide open spaces? It's Think Outside the Box set, the internet's only outrage machine. I'm Nat Hunt, and that's Cameron DeWitt. And we're talking about the in chicks. S- in, s- in space, no one can hear you yodel? <laughs> <laughs> they don't yodel in this album. They do not. You can't hear them yodel. No, there's no yodeling. Yeah. Accurate yeah. joke. I rate that joke uh, an A plus for accuracy. <laughs> Which is the main dimension of humor, in, in, as far as I'm concerned. That's why they say it's funny, because it's true. Well, Precisely. Wide Open Spaces. Mm-hmm. Wide Open Spaces is probably the first song I ever heard by the Chicks. Probably not mm-hmm. all the way through. Definitely not with a close listen. Mm-hmm. Just on the radio, in the ether. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the first album with is it natalie mains yes the uh the lead singer who will remain for the rest of the chicks uh oeuvre Mm -hmm. (laughs) can you use that for a discography or is that just oh yeah absolutely yeah i don't actually know what that word means i'm just trying on a thing it's just the french word for (laughs) egg it's not is the french word for egg Uh, Now, is that enough egg puns, or have you had enough? <laughs> or do you want more egg puns? I don't know. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a joke there somewhere. This album's better. Uh, than the last one? Then shouldn't have told you that? I think so. Um, I really liked the first album. I thought it was really fun, but I think this one's better. Wow, you really like this one, huh? I don't really... I, I'm not in love with it. I'm not going to marry it. <laughs> I'm not going to leave so my much. partner and pursue a relationship with wide open spaces. Um, but I I just felt It'll like the a last wide couple open albums. Relationship. <laughs> All right, let me put it in the end of episode tags. <laughs> That's a contender. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I just think it, it makes more sense. At, hmm as a musical statement mm-hmm. than, than the last couple albums. And uh, I enjoyed that more. Also, the vocals, Natalie Maine's vocals, I think have so much more character and so much more like pop affectation. Mm-hmm. And I think it really works. And I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm into this. What did you think? Um, it didn't make much of an impression on me, to be honest. It, um, a lot of it sounded very samey. There's a lot of like mid-tempo like ballady songs that t- 
didn't make much of an impression on me. Um, the first song queued up the album, and I was like, oh, this is, sounds like a fucking Bonnie Raitt song. They are ripping uh, Bonnie mm. off hardcore. And then they like actually perform a Bonnie Raitt song as the last song on the album. So there's definitely like some Bonnie Raitt influence that I definitely appreciate. Um, uh, but yeah, a lot of the songs are just like, eh. There's like one up tempo, maybe two up tempo ones besides the Bonnie Raitt one. Mm. Um, apparently, uh, Natalie Maines or one of the um, McGuire. Who's McGuire? Oh, that's one of the sisters, Mar- isn't it? M- Marty McGuire. Yeah, I think Emily was a McGuire. Is that? I thought they were, they were, na- they were originally named Irwin. Oh, okay. So Who's it's there? Emily and Marty are the sisters, dead name. and now they both have new names yeah um yeah oh yeah yeah so now they have their true names (laughs) yes (laughs) their real names um so the fiddle player marty mcguire said uh i don't know if this is at the time uh but yeah she said of natalie mains joining the band it's very ritzy but then natalie comes in with a rock and blues influence yeah yeah um yeah sure Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. Th- there's definitely less focus on Emily and Marty. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't really get like a spotlight uh, until. Well, there's this moment in the very end of the album where Natalie says, "Emily and Marty by name." Like that mm-hmm. says, like, "Hey, take a solo." Yeah, like, in some sort of like fun way that's referential to the lyrics. I don't remember. We'll get there when we get there. Um, but uh, and and I thought that was like nice, and that was more like a we're the chicks, um, not just um, a you know a solo act with a band, right? Um, and um, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot less stacked up vocals in this one. Um, yeah. There's only like one song where the vocal, you know, where like there's three part harmonies that are all mixed at the same volume where mm-hmm. it's supposed to sort of move like that. You know, I think we've invoked, um, you know, Mr. Sandman a mm-hmm. lot. Yep. Um, there's only like one song that does that in this album. The rest of it feels like, yeah, Natalie. And then the background vocals are truly background vocals as opposed to an integral part of it. Um, yeah, which I think is good for a pop album. Sure, um, I, but I, I did miss it sometimes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Should yeah. we hop into these songs? I had a couple more Do, things about uh, the unless album. Unless there's any other background um, things. Yeah, this album sold a fuck ton of records. It was uh, certified diamond uh, on 2003, having shipped 13 million units worldwide. So <clears throat> it's quite popular. The cover is really funny. It's just a photo. It's so nice. It's the most nineties thing I've ever seen. It's uh, a photo of the three of them, like mid stride walking down like some abstracted, like hallway with a stone floor. And there's like, Oh yeah. There's like uh, little curly cues. Like, I don't know if they're etched yeah, into the wall. Or if those like added, I think they're overlaid on the photo. And then it's the most like, crazy like 90s font i think i've ever seen and it only says dixie chicks on it um no article no article no definitive and no article. album title 
Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I always thought of them as the Dixie Chicks, but there's no the, there's no the there to paraphrase right. uh, Gertrude Stein. Um, <laughs> um, there's also like they seem to be in some sort of alleyway. I don't think they are are actually in a, in a wide open space. Yeah, it's pretty much so. the opposite of a wide open space. Honestly, they're literally like one of them is essentially brushing up against the wall. <laughs> um. um I also, yeah, whoever this is in the middle, I don't know whether it's Natalie or Emily or Marty, but um, they're sort of in mid-stride, mm-hmm. and I I don't know how cameras work, but, like, I guess it's prob- they probably actually captured this, mm-hmm. um, because it looks like her foot is off the ground, maybe, uh-huh. yeah. unless she is really just holding it. I don't know. It's a really weird pose. I doubt pose. that she would be able to hold it. <laughs> Um, yeah, they probably just like had the shutter going really fast and took like 200 photos of, of them just like walking sure, down sure. an alleyway or whatever and just chose one that they liked. Um, it's not a great photo. Like it's kind of a lot of it's like washed out and it's not super in focus. Um, it could just be a, a Lores version of the album cover on Wikipedia. Though. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, also, whoever's in the middle has some. 90s flare pants. Oh yeah, which would really come into their own in the is this the dark days of the Jinko Dominion? Is this Natalie? <laughs> um, uh, in what, what if Dixie Chicks all had um fucking wallet chains? <laughs> <laughs> is this Natalie in the black suit here? I feel like Natalie's got to be the one in the middle, right? She's the one that like stands out the most and like is centered and you see the most of her and uh she's showing the most skin and like was wearing the brighter colored clothing i don't know i feel like she's the the attention it kind of looks like it looks like they're sisters the two on the right oh to me maybe but yeah i don't know well let's let's keep guessing about a photo that um the listeners can't see (laughs) (laughs) all right i think that's probably really good audio (laughs) This is great podcasting. Yeah. Um, One final thing. Should we jump in? Before the songs. Yeah, please. Uh, Our old friend, well, I guess we haven't talked about him actually that much during the show, but Robert Kreisgau. Um, Apparently a very influential dude. I haven't really seen much of him that seemed to be worth much, but (laughs) hilariously, he gives this album a two-star honorable mention Simply stating that the blondes have more brains than they get credit for. So that's cool. Uh, that's awful. What else has he, what else, What other reviews has he done? I somewhat remember that name. Um, he, God, he, I mean, he's been around since like the 60s. Uh, oh, he was 37 years as the chief music critic and senior editor for The Village Voice. Jesus Christ. He also covered popular music for Esquire, Cream, Newsday, Playboy, Rolling Stone, Billboard, NPR, Blender, and MSN Music. Um, And was a visiting arts teacher at NYU. (laughs) Um, They've been talking on on Blank Check a lot lately about how, like, there's a certain era of, um, of film critics who will just, without shame, just sort of say... 
and 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 this leading lady is is easy on the eyes hubba hubbo <laughs> wolf noises yeah. and they'll just like say that kind of shit in their written reviews mm-hmm. um very openly and like you know there's ways that you know maybe things have haven't got much better or in some ways are materially worse now yeah. obviously yeah um but it's just like wow the land <laughs> The landscape is just so sort of so openly misogynistic. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I love it. It's so commonly accepted. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's being so pro- progressive. He's saying that the blondes have more brains than they get credit right. for. He's on their side, Cameron. He's an ally. He's progressive. You're not giving him. Cr- he, need, he needs his ally cookies. All right, now I'm ready to talk about the songs. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I can love you better. You can never escape. Don't you know your heart's in danger? There's a devil in that angel face. If you could only see the love that you're wasting. I can love you better than that. I know how to make you forget her. All I'm asking is for one little chance. This is the very Bonnie Raitt sounding song yeah um, in fact there's a specific bonnie Raitt song it really reminds me of um i don't know do you want me to is it worth pulling up do you think uh sure i'll fill some time while you're looking for it bonnie um, Raitt's so great i love her uh nick of time she's the best uh here it is so this oh great you already got it go I'm, for it i'm right there without the ends Starts with some fun guitar work. I'm gonna skip this. Oh yeah, I know this one. Ah oh, man, what a fucking awesome song. It has. It has the line, I ain't a porcupine, take off your kid gloves. That's her rhyme with love. That's so great. And that has that like male background vocalist. Sounds so good. Ah, Bonnie Raitt. Does she say the word amoeba in it? I ain't no amoeba. She is is the last line of that verse before she goes to the chorus. Really? As in like, I don't reproduce asexually? Is that what that means? Oh, I don't know if... Well, I don't even I'm know searching. if amoebas do that. <laughs> I'm searching um, the genus for a thing called mitosis, which is it? Uh, so I'm just... I'm getting a lot of ear, um, ear fetish music. Uh, wow, it is not... Uh, get your shit together. Um, genius. <laughs> uh, Bonnie Raitt, duh. There it is. Um... Don't have to humble yourself to me. I ain't your judge or your king. King, baby, you know I ain't no queen of Sheba. We may not even have our dignity. This could just be a powerful thing. Baby, we can choose. You know we ain't no amoeba. Maybe that is about, like... Yeah, uh, according to the genius, the amoeba does reproduce asexually. Okay. Okay. There's no uglies to bump in an amoeba. It's all ugly, no bump. Shoot, that's a good uh, episode title too. Luckily, <laughs> no bump. Wow, powerful, powerful, powerful. stuff. <laughs> powerful right. sentiments. Yeah. Anyway, um, this song is not that good. 
There's a lot uh, of weird, like, possessiveness in some of these quote-unquote love songs that I didn't really appreciate. There's some... There's some Rick Astley kind of stuff. Yeah, to there is. Call back to our our recent palate cleanser episode. Uh, basically, she's like the speaker in the song is like talking to this man in the second person and saying, "You should be with me instead of the woman that you're with because she is toxic, and uh, I could love you better." Yeah, um, she's not very specific about what the toxicity you know, supposedly is yeah if it, it feels like a lot of the songs of this album feel like they are they're not confessional and they're not personal they're sort of songs that people can use very they're utilitarian craft, yeah craft than art yeah um but not they're uh not in the way that i liked on that song from the last album yeah yeah, not particularly. Um, they, yeah, and, and in that way, they feel a bit pandering. And in this album, it's like there are no specifics. Um, I, I want to know, like, I either want to know the reasons or I want to know the setting for this conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to know something that like makes me feel invested in this moment. How about um, some slut shaming, Cameron? Because that's where she starts off. Okay. She's got you wrapped up in her satin and lace tied around her little finger. That brazen hussy. Right. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> I would never wear satin and lace. If you get with me, it's going to be only very boring, very vanilla sex, very infrequently. So come on over. <laughs> I can love you better with those means. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I keep thinking of like ways that I want to give this song more benefit of the doubt, but it it more just feels like um, kind of like toxic feminine feminine con- uh, competition that reinforces patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it feels like. Not to defend the man in this song, uh, but uh, it's probably no prize. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like what's so special about about this this guy? I don't know. I'm totally down to like believe that there is a man who is a good guy who is. I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> That's a little bit of a stretch. Um, there's like a man who is a prize who maybe is like getting a little in over his head and um, needs a reality check. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I'm willing to go there, but. There's no storytelling here. It's just yeah, like there's no storytelling. This woman sucks, and you should be with me instead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like fucking state your case. Like yeah, right. Yeah, I want to know why she um, only like dumps on this other woman. She never says. I mean, yeah. Even when she says, "I can love you better than that," the emphasis is on better than that. I, I know how to make you forget her. Like, it's all about the other, <laughs> not to use that phrase, but the other woman. It's like, yeah. there's nothing that's like, hey, I'm I'm really good at fucking or whatever. Uh, baby, I'm right. not an amoeba. Like, there's nothing. There's, uh, I mean, they say, I'm your desire. My intentions are true. But that's like, come on. You got to give me more than that. Come on. <laughs> that's That's the same as saying, like, I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm I'm nice. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a lot of nice nice guy energy in this. Yeah, totally. Um, I don't know. It's fine. It's 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 not a, like a particularly well written song. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun musically, in a in a very simple poppy way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Well, should we move on to the titular track? Absolutely. A young girl's dreams no longer hollow. It takes the shape of a place out of west. But what it holds for her, she Manifest destiny. Yet, yes, she yep. wide open spaces. Elbow room. Lebensraum. <laughs> I I love this chicks album Lebensraum the album. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean that's exactly what this is. They like it's always like maybe implied or like there's a tinge of that in any time an American says wide open spaces, you got to just be like Okay, now what are we really talking about here? And the dick, the chicks are just like dive right in. They're like, yeah, no, this is absolutely about manifest destiny, and we are talking about stealing and genociding the fuck out of a bunch of land that we regard as empty. <laughs> yeah, or maybe she's claustrophobic. So, um, <laughs> solid B minus. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think yeah. The more, the more generous. Uh, reading of this um, would be that this is a song about differentiation and about being young and needing to set out on your own and uh, unfortunately it's using some things that are offensive to the sensibilities like uh, uh, some manifest destiny style language Mm -hmm. Um, and also like a little bit of like well you're you're gonna go make all of these mistakes and you're gonna go hurt other people instead other than your family <laughs> like i don't know there's a, like a little bit of there's a little bit of callousness there and it's like well this is just a test run i'm gonna go hurt people that i don't actually care about i don't know there's like where, where does uh, maybe this a hurt? little bit of, what are you talking about well she's saying um room to make her big mistakes I'm a big girl uh, and I need a big yeah. cereal and I make big <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm reading into the lyrics a lot because a the lot, lyrics don't yeah. actually give us very much. I um, kind of like that line. She needs, well, if you set aside the manifest destiny of it all, she needs wide open spaces, <laughs> room to make her big mistakes. I, I like that. It re- yeah. Absolutely. It reminds me a lot of um, one of my favorite Jan- Daniel Johnston lines. Uh, it's Chord Organ Blues is the name of the song. And the opening lines are Everything's bigger in Texas. You know it is. I think I just made a big mistake. <laughs> 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 and he, he lives in Austin, so he's in Texas. Yeah, the Jewel of Austin. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. I thought he was better um, than Jewel, personally. He never published an insufferable book of poems <laughs> that ended up in every used bookstore for the next two decades. Oh my God. <laughs> Just overwhelming quantities of them. A night without armor. <sighs> I do like that this song is... I think this song could very easily sort of condescend at this third person, this protagonist to this protagonist saying Mm -hmm. like she's naive 
Yeah. But the actual text of the song is saying that's the point. She needs to go live her life and figure out her stuff yeah. and like get away from the people who have the most sway over her identity and she needs to figure herself out. She needs to spread um, her wings and leave the nest. Yeah. And and part and a necessary part of that is making mistakes. Yeah. Um big mistakes. It's like Big mistakes. Huge mistakes. A lot of people yeah, are going to die. <laughs> she needs to go do um, nuclear testing in, in the deserts of New Mexico. And poison a very racist film production. <laughs> you listen to that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she needs to ultimately kill John Wayne while he's pretending to be Genghis Khan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'll link to that in the show notes. Fantastic podcast okay, about great. how much of a bastard john wayne was and how the u.s government directly killed him by atom bombing (laughs) (laughs) he was the most like jingoistic jingoistic asshole and the u.s like government fucking nuked his ass and then he died (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i love it (laughs) oh my god okay um yeah i i i ultimately appreciate what this song is trying to do and there are some specifics in this song um i like the you know maybe heteronormative but also very believable and sweet you know moments of as her folks drive away her dad yells check the oil mom stares out the window and says i'm leaving my girl I, she, she, she said, pronounces it i'm leaving my goyle she, she tries my, to get the rhyme she, <laughs> no she doesn't but i wish she did okay <laughs> oil and goyle <laughs> i'm leaving my goyle oh my god <laughs> Levensrom. Um, it didn't seem like that long ago when she stood there and let her uh, own folks know she needed wide open spaces. Yeah, she's reflecting um, on her own I li- adolescence. I, li- I like that her, her parents are sending her off in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that the dad, you know, kind of can't help but be like, hey, don't don't forget. You know, like, just like a don't one... Don't forget the, the to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> yeah. Which, to be fair, like, I've known, like, young people who don't check the oil and they fucking set their car on fire, you know? So it's, I mean, it's, it's happened multiple important. times to at least one friend of ours. <laughs> yeah. More than once. <laughs> it is important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. Uh, so, but I like that little, that little detail. Um, it's not bad storytelling. Yeah, there there's some more kind of vague lyrics that I'm not as crazy about, like um, to find a dream and a life of their own, a place in the clouds, a foundation of stone. That's pretty bad. Like some of that. That's yeah. like Hallmark card <laughs> kind of, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the places you'll go. <laughs> graduate, yeah. dear graduate. You struck out <laughs> on your own to find a dream and a life of your own, a place in the yeah. clouds, a foundation of stone congratulations it's just like i think the melody is pretty Mm -hmm. um i think the i think the performance of the singing is good i had an example of pop affected uh vocals will you play that sound sample Mm -hmm. i will i'll even do it now she said it it didn't seem like that long ago (laughs) yeah i forgot about that It didn't seem like that. That's very Alanis. Yeah, it's so Alanis. It's so very. Alanis. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's the time. It's the nineties. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> um, anything else uh, about this song? Or? What should we do? No, let's move on. Loving Arms. Just for a while, turn back the hands of time. So this is kind of an interesting, like, I think this is better songwriting than actually probably the first two songs so far on this album. Um, yeah. If you could see me now, the one who said that she'd rather roam, the one who said she'd rather be alone, if you could only see me now. Uh, that's not super strong, verse one, but if I could hold we you. We should mention, mm-hmm. n- none of these songs have been original by the, like, main trio yes. yet. This one's written by Tom okay. Jans, or maybe it's Jans. Jans. I don't know. Jans. He's probably one of them Swedes that are just like infecting the music <laughs> industry. Um, <clears throat> if I could hold you now just for a moment, if I could really make you mine just for a while, turn back the hands of time, if I could only hold you now. And then the chorus. I've been too long in the wind and too long in the rain, taking any comfort that I can, looking back and longing for the freedom Cane. of my chains. Yeah any comfort that I can so they can rhyme with looking back and longing for the freedom of my chains and lying in your loving arms again. Um, again. Again. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's like a, a well, well trodden literary idea. I mean, there's tons of like, I don't know. Sure. Uh, long dark. I don't love freedom of my chains. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's not a chain. It's a relationship that you can get out of it. I any mean, point. Like, like Rumi does it and like, the courtly like love um yeah but uh, when Rumi does it it's guys. hot uh i mean because Rumi's gay he's super gay so that's why <laughs> Rumi's super gay and super kinky yeah so it's hot it's not hot here yeah <laughs> it's mostly just not supported by anything else uh and it makes you be like wait hang on what like did this person chain you down and and it was non-consensual or like how's that working it's like no this is a relationship you opted in and then opted out of this but is not yet there were chains is, involved yeah these are not chains that's not the right metaphor to use for this song i mean i feel no. like that this contrasts pretty well with wide open spaces as a song because it's like you know i wanted the essentially i wanted the wide open spaces um in, right in the context of like you know, an interpersonal relationship rather than like mommy and daddy. I wanted the wide open spaces. Um, but now I just wish that I was, uh, walking down a like alleyway with you and another person. And I was wearing like big flared pants and the most nineties typeface was right there next to us. Uh, Yeah. So this, this album doesn't necessarily have a coherent narrative, a cohesive narrative. Um, it more just kind of tries to cover all of its bases. And most of the songs on this album, I think are, are breakup songs are songs about breakups with, but they're all kind of different takes and different re- reactions and responses to breakups. And I feel like maybe in there, they're trying to like kind of take the listener through some sort of different stages of grief mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. breaking up with someone. Um, and yeah, 
it kind of goes through like regret, absolute tragedy and devastation. Then at like the very end of the album, it's like, sometimes people break up and that's fine. Hmm. You know, <laughs> and it kind of goes everywhere in between. And uh, I think that's kind of interesting. And maybe if we're talking about like, the usefulness of this album mm-hmm. maybe there's something kind of therapeutically useful here as as an artistic statement as an album that's like here are all the ways you might be feeling in um in your breakup in your right. in your heartbreak and here are maybe some aspirational ways that you could feel yeah. and just sort of like showing you the full gamut mm-hmm. i don't know uh that's maybe a generous reading but yeah I, I went back and forth between being like, this is a good breakup song, and this is this is kind of a bummer. Maybe this is useful to someone who's in this place. I don't want to hang out here. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's keep it going. There's your trouble, Cameron. You're always seeing double. You should stop crossing your eyes. Should have like a glove. Should have been like a ring. Like a diamond ring. Token of true love. This is the most stylistic lyr- lyric writing, yes. I think, in the whole album. Yep, it really is. This is this is like straight up a Garf song. Yeah, Garf could have sung this, and I like it because of that kind of. Um, it should have been different, but it wasn't different. Was the same old story, dear John, and so long. That those are some pretty good opening lines for a song. It should have been different, but yeah. it wasn't different. I like that. It should have fit like a glove. It should have fit like a ring, like a diamond ring, a token of true love. Okay, we we got it with the ring. Okay, you don't have to like. I, okay, we we got the like. Ri- you went stop. Shut there's up. You had me at ring. Of, there's this conversational, um, kind of style to this lyric writing. Mm-hmm. This like it's kind of rambling, and it's in, it's leaning into that. It's it's repeating words and ela- and clarifying yes. and elaborating. Like yeah. it's like should have been different, but it wasn't different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, same old story, dear John, and and so long. It's sort of like a hand wave, et cetera, and et cetera. Right. Uh, should have fit like a gr- glove. Like should have fit like a ring, a diamond ring. <laughs> you know uh, why? Why a ring? A diamond ring? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say a, a ring. Um, it's also really interesting the viewpoint of the song. This is, I mean, as far as near as I can tell, the speaker is like a woman talking to a man about his breakup uh, from a woman. Uh, should have all worked out, but it and, didn't. And she should be here now, but she isn't. And there's like the Dear John letter and everything. Like, yeah. I would have liked this song a lot more, personally, if the whole agenda of of this song, for, of the speaker in the song was like, and you should choose me instead. Really? Um, you would have wanted that? You would have liked that better? I think it would have been like really sweet if it was just like a friend or something. Oh, there's um, so many ways that could go wrong. Like nice guy shit of like, you know, you keep choosing well, the wrong nice people, guy shit because but I'm right here. Like that's that's such a gross like. No, that's what this song is take. doing. What? That's what I'm saying. That Yeah. And you can't see I love you. 
Oh. It's it's slipped in in the oh, chorus. You're That's right. what I'm saying is I agree with you. This song would be oh. better if it was just a supportive friend being like, you got to stop oh, okay. dating this problematic person. I thought person. you were saying the opposite of what you're saying. Yeah, I... No, 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 no. I'm on the exact same page as you. Yeah. yeah I she actually kind of missed that in the song because she really does slide it right into the ear DMs, um, as it were. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like kind of covert, but I feel like it's there because there's this maybe assumption that like this song isn't valuable unless the protagonist, the speaker in the song has the is maybe going to get the guy in the song yeah and, and that's i don't yeah that agenda is just like eh. that makes me think yeah, of I, um dark please ahead. well mm. i was just gonna also say a song that it made me think of um i'm trying to remember what it's actually called uh okay it's an elliot smith song oh, boy. um uh someone that i used to know i think not the Gautier song <laughs> um uh should i look it up yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics here. Um, Elliot has two T's. No, it's not this song. Fuck, I can't remember what it is. Okay, you, you say your example. It's not Needle in the Hay. <laughs> um, it just makes me think of... Um, uh, there's this super group, as it were, uh, involving Katie Lang and Laura Veers and uh, Nico Case, called Case Lang Veers. Um, Hmm. And they produced one album, as far as I know, so far. Um, but it's great. And uh, there's this one song on it that, like, <laughs> at one point recently, I was just, like, kind of tearing up. Because I was like, this is so beautiful and so sweet. This, like, this is just a song that someone wrote about how much they like their friend. And it's called, it's called Best Kept Secret. And it's just, like, talking about how much they like this person. Like, you're going to teach guitar to all the kids across L.A. All the kids across L.A. And then the chorus is, you're the best kept secret in Silver Lake. You can sing and you can oh. really play. Yeah, it's... That's it's awesome. So, it's, so, it's so great and so sweet. It's just like, there's not a ton of like, I don't know, friendship songs, right? Like... There, there's a, there's a there Mountain Goat song that came out um, kind of recently um, that's like that. Um, let me see if I can find it. It's... Uh, it's called Get Famous. Hmm. And it's, um, uh, you were born for these flashing lights. You were born for these endless nights. You always knew sooner or later you were destined for something greater. You took notes on what you had to do to get the piece of the pie that belonged to you. Oh. You've been waiting for this ever since you were young. Be careful not to choke on your tongue. Get famous. You should be famous. I want you to be famous. Uh, um, that doesn't necessarily sound... 100% sincere or non-acidic. That sounds potentially uh, a little bit biting. I don't know. Well, every, all of his songs sound biting. The song that yeah. the Elliot Smith song I originally originally wanted to talk about. This isn't necessarily like a supportive song, um, but this is like a song that is someone kind of trying to hold someone accountable, which is kind of similar to this the chick song. Mm, mm-hmm. Um it's the song um, "Easy Way Out," um, oh. and it's it's. Uh, I like that it's a song with no romantic agenda. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of judgmental, oh but like God. a generous reading. Cameron, you won't believe this. Song. What? <laughs> the first hit for "Easy Way Out" on Spotify is Gautier, <laughs> "Easy Way Out." <laughs> 
That's insane. <laughs> Goatee is just like fucking dick riding. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god. And um, you know what? Who who can blame them? Right. Yeah. Um, but why are they just straight up stealing the uh, <laughs> the titles of Elliot Smith songs? I loved uh, that Gatti album. Either or. <laughs> Okay, we 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 should move on. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I had a couple sound samples for this one though, um, uh, yes. and then we should move on. The, so this is the first moment in the album where there's some fucking banjo and fiddle stuff. Yeah, where it starts to feel a little more country, a little more old time, a little more bluegrass. Hmm. Um, if I can find, God damn it, I got too many windows. Here it is. There we go. God, yeah, that. just so, like a sweet little banjo moment. Yeah, there's also a, a fiddle solo. You don't have to play the whole thing, yeah. but maybe just play the fiddle part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bluesy. Yeah, yeah, steel guitar. Yeah, um, they're kind of like perfunctory country you know solos but they sound great yeah and they're members of the band you know playing that shit Mm -hmm. and it sounds really good and that is uh lloyd mains on steel guitar father of natalie ah very good Um, yeah i wonder if he's he still keeps playing with the band um yeah um Um, oh i think what should we talk there's oh i think you were mine was some was one i wanted to talk about i think this was the the really possessive one Mm. Yes, it is. Okay, we're talking about this one. Here we go. You were mine. To hang on, what went wrong can be forgiven. Without you, it ain't worth living alone. Sometimes I wake up crying at night, and sometimes I scream out your Okay, so I'm just going to read the first verse and chorus. I can't find a reason to let go, even though you've found a new love and she's what your dreams are made of. I can find a reason to hang on. What went wrong can be forgiven. Without you, it ain't worth living alone. Sometimes I wake up crying at night, and sometimes I scream out your name. What right does she have to take you away when for so long you were mine? Ugh, ugh, no! Ugh, icky! Don't. I really. Uh, uh, yeah, I had not... some similar, <laughs> similar feelings and reactions yeah. to this. <clears throat> I mean, um, <sighs> I, I've always been like a little bit bothered by narratives of unrequited love or jilted lovers mm. because it feels like such a not, not that people shouldn't hurt when they get left yeah. or abandoned you Absolutely, know by lovers yeah. obviously yeah. that fucking sucks but it's also like i've had multiple people in my life when they're like breaking up with someone they're just like if only this and it's like if you add up all the if only this is all of those things are like if only my partner was a different my ex-partner 
was a different person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like if only they were um, behaving in a way that was the opposite of the way that they're behaving because their needs were different and the situation was different. And it's uh-huh. like, <laughs> that's a different person you're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You, you get to grieve that you thought that they were one person and that they're not, but mm-hmm. you should also at, at some level be like, Oh, I thought that I was with a different person. Um, I thought the situation was different. It's ultimately good to know what mm-hmm. I'm, what I got myself into. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, feel grief and pain from there. But like this, this shit, um, also it's like, there's no risk. Like there's no responsibility being given to the man in this yeah. situation. And it, it, I mean, it's this so nasty. It's so nasty to be like, what right does she have to take your heart away? But earlier mm. you were like, uh, uh, she's what your dreams are made of. You found a new love and she's what your yeah. dreams are made of. Like he went out and like found this person and it's a dream come true. And then she's like, ah, oh, she's stealing him away from me. Urgh. Yeah, I the thing I really dislike about <laughs> this song is that it is this very patriarchal idea that like women have inherent um value and capital mm-hmm. um and that like access to men is contingent on value and capital like period and all another woman has to do is to say, I'm going to spend my value and capital and buy this man. Um, <laughs> yeah. And ultimately it's her fault because she has the power to do that. And she's choosing to exercise that power um, as opposed yeah. to it's his fault for um, it's like, there's no blame for the man because I mean, it's, it's like, well, weird, obviously she's so it's the so torture powerful, logic you know? of the patriarchy. It's like, Oh, he just can't help himself. Like, yeah, it's another boys will be boys. Yeah. And it totally it's ultimately is. like the women who are even more effective at manipulating <laughs> these men that are the problem. And it's like, at least in the song Jolene, there's this like lovely, like homoerotic undertone uh-huh. like to to the entire song um but like still in that song it's just and i think that's the better version of the song because oh, it's, absolutely. it's talking it's talking to the woman and saying like i need you to like check your privilege and i need you to check the the power and influence that you have to kind of fuck up a situation um mm-hmm. because this is fragile and um there's a lot more kind of like nuance there and understanding. And also there's this like <laughs> underlying, like also I think you're really hot. <laughs> Damn like, girl, you're hot. And uh, yeah. I hope you don't make, take my man, but I do hope you come up and visit me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, this is a, this is a side. Uh, this is, <laughs> this is, this is a total, Total sidetrack, uh, but um, I was hanging out a lot with Jerron Paxton, who can be found online as like Jerron, quotation marks, blind boy Paxton. Mm-hmm. Um, and he likes to say, like, is the Pope Catholic? 
and then he f- and then he follows it up with two that I haven't heard before. Oh boy! He's, he says, "Is the Pope Catholic?" And then he says, "Is James Brown funky?" <laughs> and then he says, <laughs> "Oh boy!" Fuck. Then he says, <laughs> "I'm waiting." Does, does does Dolly Parton sleep on her back? Oh, that's that's so, funny. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it feels like I don't know, uh, <laughs> like not gentle and like not. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I can make this judgment, but like, it feels like not shaming somehow. I don't know. It doesn't feel no, mean-spirited. I, I, yeah, ultimately, it's just, it's just call, call it like he's, he's a bit of an edgelord. Yeah. But, um, you know, he'll make that. I don't think I'll say that without quoting him. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, I had uh, a friend who always anyway. used to, to mix up two very common ones and just be like, does the Pope shit in the woods? <laughs> that's a great a great spin on it yeah <laughs> is the are the bears catholic <laughs> the bears catholic <laughs> well i mean a lot of them are kind of kicked out of the church uh, <laughs> uh um before we catholic move Saint on Days. can we listen to this bridge that i think is pretty bad and it kind of manipulative oh yes i would love to Oh, this is, by the way, this is a Marty and Emily song. Oh, okay. The, t- the take it up key change to capital off god that's so gross like what, yeah. what what we'll stay together for the kids we'll be miserable and we'll hate each other and we'll yell at each other all the time and we'll make a, a whole atmosphere of terror and abuse for these little kids uh because we can't get divorced because what would we even tell them this is this has happened to like someone important in my life very recently. I am in the target like demographic to be swayed by this, and I'm just like, "Fuck this song!" <laughs> like you don't know me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Oh, um, mm, let's not talk about the rest of the album. Let's just get a couple of them. Uh, tonight, the heartaches on me is kind of a fun honky tonk one. You want to do that one? Yeah. Or maybe we should do Let a Rip. That's even more fun. Okay. All right. Let a rip. There ain't no rings, no mortgage. There ain't any complications. Just a half a day to work. Get it out, I'm sure I'll be all right. Let it rip. Let it fly. I the like song it. rules. It's great. Yeah, I like it when they're up tempo, and she's really like laying it on thick with the like affected country vocals, and I like how it yes. sounds. <laughs> yeah, the, this song is 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 giving honky tonk. Uh, this is not pop 
music. This is yeah. like full honky tonk. This is not trying to like it's toast too some... honky too tonk. <laughs> too honky too tonk. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, also lyrically, this is another breakup song that has like a different take and very different from the last song. The, the song, like the the message of this song is like just fucking rip the band-aid off yeah i get it sometimes people have to break up it happens it's fine just like get it tell me what you need to tell me so i can move on um i i appreciate that that this album has this uh in order to counterbalance the last song that we just listened to yeah god yeah, I like the the chorus is let it rip, let it fly. Come on, baby, say it. Do you think I'm gonna cry? I ain't about to ball and I ain't gonna die. So if you're gonna say goodbye, <laughs> don't take all day and night, let it rip, let her fly. I like that. Yeah. Like, I mean I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna have a breakdown over this, just but like just, let's get it over with if we're gonna like like shit or get off the pot already, dude. Like come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shit on me or get off my pot. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i can make that an episode title that might be a, might get flagged um, i also like this uh there, at the end of verse one there well i guess i guess there's a different situation here which i think helps um why the drama we don't have to drag out the situation it wasn't you it wasn't me sometimes the chemistry don't ignite there ain't no rings no mortgage there ain't any complications it's just a hyphenated word get it out i'm sure i'll be all right i think the hyphenated word is goodbye that she's referring to which is sometimes called uh, the okay. um, but not always and not in the genius version of these lyrics either there is a um a trend on uh tiktok that's using the sound of this like man breaking up with someone um it's pretty straight coded uh mm-hmm. and it's it just says pov and then it says you're breaking up with me but and then some reason why the the person who's being broken up with is kind of distracted and not fully engaged Mm -hmm. like the first one that i searched for is you're breaking up with me but my vape is still in your hands um (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's kind of the energy of this song (laughs) uh you're gonna put a link to that and learn learning links right um show notes yeah all right. Um, uh, I'll, I'll put one of them. Yeah. Great. Um, uh, once you've loved somebody, I'll take care of you. Am I the only one who's ever felt this way? Um, maybe um, I'll take care of you. Um, okay. Yeah. Am I the only one who's ever felt this way? It feels like high schooler poetry. It's not. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'll take But should you rise and cry at us Then I'll take care of you So let them talk about us Let them call us funny things People sometimes do I refuse to consider this song on any other terms than an extremely sapphic love song. That is the hill I'm mm. going to die on. <laughs> okay. This is the line in the sand that I draw. 
okay, the chicks slash fiction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this chorus. So let them talk about us. Let them call us funny things. People sometimes do. Oh, I don't care as long as you know I love you and you know I do. Um, and then the theme of I'll take care of you, which is the last line of every verse. I don't know. Because, like, I, it kind of kind of beggars belief a little bit to be like, you know, these straight couples out here getting called funny things and everyone's talking about them. It's like, what? Yeah, there aren't really enough specifics in the song. So, you know, it's... That's on that's on them if they don't want a queer narrative replied. Exactly. Um, but the only specific is times are hard and rents are high. What's a uh, what can a working girl do? Move in with another girl. That's I mean, they're <laughs> roommates. <laughs> they're just good friends yeah, that take care of each history other. History <laughs> will see them as good friends. Um, um, but that's the only specific is that there's like maybe some financial pressure. Mm-hmm. And the That's way it's it. phrased in the first verse actually kind of sounds like the working girl is the, the second person, right? Times are hard and rents are high. What can a oh. working girl do but struggle through another day? Then I'll take care of you. Okay, it makes it sound like the you is working, yeah. the working girl. Like, it's definitely gay. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yep. And also, I don't... Okay, I mean, this is like, I, I probably shouldn't get it because this is like very, I don't know, like gender, like stereotype stuff. But like, nights are long and dreams are cold if they're all you wake up to. But should you rise with crying eyes, then I'll take care of you. Like, that's hmm. really sweet. But like, I don't know, in like a country song, are we really going to see a lot of like talk of men rising with crying eyes? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. Who wrote this? J.D. Souther. Oh, why does May- that name? Maybe so? this isn't. Maybe this is written from a male perspective, and maybe they're doing an intentional kind of gender swap. Oh, because this this person to oh. me looks. I I think that they are a cisgendered man. I don't know if that's, that's true. That's who the songwriter um, is. J.D. Souther is. J.D. Souther, yeah. Yeah, I think we've run across this guy before. I don't know if he wrote some like Garf songs oh. or something, but. Um, he wrote fucking Desperado, Desperado by Linda fucking Ronstadt. Oh, huh. wow! He wrote the heart of the matter, the Don Henley song. Wow! What? Oh, he's he's a co-author on it. Um, damn. He wrote the song "Gorilla, You're a Desperado," <laughs> like Gorilla the animal. <laughs> I don't know what that's <laughs> all about. Uh, that's he wrote right, If Dirt Were uh, Dollars by Don Henley. Let's let's wrap this shit up. Should we actually talk about the uh, Bonnie Raitt song? Yes, we should. Okay. Give it up or let me go. I know it's useless to be jealous. Wouldn't you if I tried. When I'm hanging, you messing around my back. Brings the pain, not just pain time. Oh, baby, I've been truly. This is another sort of like pragmatic, just like, come on. It's another shit. Behave yourself or I'm going to move on. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's a bit more judgmental than the last breakup song, but mm-hmm. I think rightfully so. And there's enough specifics, and it's fucking written by you know Bonnie Raitt. So yep. I think there's it's just sort of automatically a bit more arresting. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's got a sassy attitude. Uh, yeah. Like in the bridge, will you come home drunk and nasty? You won't tell me where you've been. Just when things are nice and sweet, you're going back out again. Why do you want to mess up a good thing? I'm going to find me another man, one that wants to give me everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she um, suspects something he's I'll... cheating. And she's like, you better fucking knock that shit off. And maybe I'll just leave you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Something I wanted to, to bring up about this song is I took a sound sample. And uh, this is the moment where before the solos... Mm-hmm. Natalie calls each of the sisters by name. Right. Uh, this is a longer sound sample, but these are fun solos, so I think we should we should take a listen. This is Emily playing dobro instead of banjo. Oh, yeah, you're right. She's also credited with banjo, though. So Yeah, it's pretty pretty fun stuff. Um, we should say that Marty's playing uh, mandolin and fiddle in this track, and Emily is playing banjo and dobro in this track. That rules. Um, so I I just think that's interesting. I want to look for that in the future uh, in the future albums. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the signaling of what the band's identity is, and to what extent are Emily and Marty included in that, mm-hmm. you know, as, as like sort of like this is a trio with some ancillary others, you know, right. So that yeah. that's something I want I want to look out for. This is the kind of the first sign that I that I've seen of that. Uh, plus, yeah. I don't think Natalie wrote any songs in this album, and oh, Emily and Marty yeah. wrote one. Yeah, and it was so probably my good. least favorite one. Yeah, <laughs> um, I want to take a quick listen to the original Bonnie Raitt version of this song. Oh yeah, please. Well, if you want me to love you, got to give it up or let me go. I know it's useless to be jealous. I couldn't tie you if I tried. When I think of you messing behind my back, it brings a pain I just can't hide. I didn't know that song had fucking awesome horns in it that rules so yeah this is like more louisiana yeah kind of blues stuff that's fucking hot that's so good sexy i love it yeah love that mm, delicious well yes should we uh should we close up shop yeah we should close the shop Eek. the shop is now closed <laughs>
We'll be back next week. We'll open up the shop and we'll be selling you an album called Fly from 1999 because the chicks are pretty pretty fly. I think you'll agree. Um, until that time, you can visit us at online at, <laughs> visit us on online at boxset.website. Mm-hmm. HTTPS colon slash slash uh, optional www dot <laughs> w double w full stop box set dot website <laughs> this is this is awful <laughs> email us at box set dot, or email at box set dot website i'm fucking all this up so bad tweet us atopia's podcast get on the discord uh the link will be in the show notes we had a new person join just this past week uh and then there's some exciting garfield related content that i posted um you can also support the show in a couple very important ways one way is to just like do the review on the apple podcasts or other podcast platforms i don't know if like spotify supports that kind of shit or whatever but that's a good way to like up the profile just tell some people about it spread the word about the show um and if you want to support us even more directly you can go to our patreon at support.boxset.website um the other thing you should do and visit and support and check out is a little podcast, uh, a going concern called Get Up in the Cool, uh, produced by one Cameron DeWitt. It is and is about so many musics. And yeah. I, be- I believe it sounds like you were successfully able to get, is it, is it Jeron Paxton? Jeron, yeah. Jeron Paxton yeah. on one of your episodes. That, that'll post sometime I'll in post the later. foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah that'll be great but yeah a lot of a lot of great episodes uh coming up that i've been able to able to record actually i've been actually able to kind of get get out there and find some people who um you know not just like get all of the locals who i also love you know but like get some people that i haven't had on the show before so finally um, get some famous people (laughs) (laughs) jerron's a pretty famous person he is a pretty famous person Yeah. yeah I could have sworn he was like on Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Is that wrong? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, I'm dumb. Um, yep. So it could be. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think I remember seeing him like in my iTunes, like on my iPod, like way back in the day. But maybe I'm confusing him with somebody else or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, until next week, I've been Nat Hunt and. I'm all ugly, no bump. Yeah, I've been Cameron DeWitt, and are you ready for the thing called lobe? Do you watch Star Trek? The Ferengis? They're ready for the thing called lobe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, ain't they no are. amoebas. <laughs> I remember them getting like a lot of very horny like ear stuff going on in that show. Oh my god! I was just sitting there as a like eight year old, being like, "I hope this doesn't awaken something in me." 